Last week, the Daf related the fascinating story of Chushim ben Don. Don, the fifth son of Yaakov Avinu, only had one child named Chushim, and he was hard of hearing. So Yaakov Avinu passes away in Mitzrayim, and his son Yosef, the viceroy of Egypt, gets permission from Pare to bury him in Eitz Israel, and all the kings come to pay their last respects to Yaakov. And as the funeral procession reaches Hebron, and they're about to enter Yaakov's body into the Ma'aras HaMachpelah, they find Esau and his henchmen blocking their path. Esau claimed that the sole remaining plot in the cave was his, because Yaakov had already taken his share when he buried his wife Leah over there. So Yosef and the brothers tell Esau, You are mistaken, our father purchased your plot from you. But Esau denied that this transaction ever took place. Luckily, this agreement had been put down in writing. The problem was, the deed was back in Egypt. So they sent a fleet-footed Naphtali to retrieve the documents. While they're waiting for Naphtali to return, Chushim, the deaf son of Don, arrives onto the scene, and he asks, what's all this commotion over here? So in sign language, they motion to him that Esau is preventing them from burying Yaakov, and they're waiting for the contract to arrive from Egypt. Choshen became incensed, and he says, Ad Until Naftali returns, Yehei avi abba mutl My grandfather will lay here in disgrace? This is insane. He takes out his sword and beheads Esav, and they are able to proceed with the burial. Asks Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, They had to wait for Choshen to do the job? Why weren't the other children and grandchildren outraged? What did Choshen see here that all the others missed? And he says something so powerful. Human nature is that we get used to things gradually. We get drawn after our culture, their positions, their opinions, and we don't even realize it. We listen to this podcast, we read this blogger, we follow this influencer, and subconsciously their outlooks and beliefs slowly creep into our psyche. The media feeds us left-wing ideologies and liberal policies, and slowly we adapt. We start tolerating everybody, we accept everybody, and what we used to view as abominable behavior has now entered the realm of normal. This is how the Yetzahara operates. He doesn't wake up one day and he tells you to worship idols. It's a slow and steady process. Small incremental steps. Esau challenged the brothers and it became a discussion. Slowly the brothers were lulled into thinking we have to placate Esau. The right thing to do is to send Naftali back to Mitzrayim and to retrieve the documents. But Chushim was deaf. He didn't hear their dialogue. He wasn't lulled into it slowly. He looked at it objectively. He sees the big picture. His grandfather, the god Ladar, is laying in disgrace and Esau is the cause. He immediately recognized the travesty. And that's why it was Don specifically who became outraged and took action. What a powerful idea from Chaim Shmulevitz. When we open a dialogue and subconsciously allow ourselves to be swayed, we don't realize how we get manipulated and influenced by their perspectives and viewpoints. There was one person that lived in our generation and with his ideology and inventions, not only persuaded an entire nation, but also most of the free world to totally change their way of life. His name was Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. In October of 2001, he gets up and tells the world, throw out your CD players and your cassettes and record players. 
In this small device called iPad, you can store a mind-boggling 1,000 songs. And the world was mesmerized. A year later, he says, get rid of your flip phone. I combined phone, music and camera in one device. And in the middle of the night, hundreds of thousands of people lined up around the world to buy this miracle marvel called iPhone. Then he says, I've upgraded the phone where with one click, you can do all your shopping. And women around the world were overjoyed. Then he says, discard all your maps. There's an app called Waze. Traffic on demand, up to the second weather, news, stock quotes, Uber. The world could not get enough of his devices. He said, why have a desktop? Check your email anytime. Be connected 24-7. Trade world markets day and night. And before we knew it, we were slaves to our phone. We must be available 24 hours a day. The workday is no longer 9 to 5, it's 24-6. If we receive a message or an email and don't respond within 5 minutes, are you ignoring me? So we have to sleep next to our phones. I'm convinced, had Steve Jobs announced back then, I created a device that you can keep in your pocket that will keep you connected 24-7-365, people would have seen the big picture and rejected it. My work week just went from 40 hours to 120 hours. I'm not interested. I'll stick with my landline. But slowly and gradually, we bought into it. And now it's to the point of no return. These devices have become part of the fabric, and we can't even imagine living life without it. And this is the idea of Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. As we navigate life, we must be careful what we see and hear and read and try not to get influenced by those who try to slowly and subconsciously try to divert our minds from our ideals and values. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.